This is the Seminole Wars Authority. Hello and welcome. Previously, this podcast has featured numerous living historians describing the lives of Florida's forebears in the 19th century, whether they be soldiers of the Seminole Wars era, or Seminole, or settlers, settlers, or crackers. More than one young person witnessing this spectacle has wondered, how can I do what they're doing? In this episode, Kathleen Ramirez and Will baker Pelenic tell us what they're doing. And what they're doing is a special event scheduled for Saturday, April 15th. It is the School of the Soldier, an all-day free event where the public can learn about 1830s soldiering and join in the instruction in the Manual of Arms for the Musket. The place is Old Fort King at 3925 East Fort King Street in Ocala, Florida. Kathleen is the coordinator for outdoor historical resource programs at Fort King. Will is a military reenactor of nearly half a century, starting with the Civil War and artillery and gradually migrating to Seminole Wars times as well. They've arranged for wooden rifle drills for kids, hardtack cooking, canvas tent construction, along with cannon and musket firing demonstrations by period-accurate reenactors. Kathleen Ramirez and Will baker Pelenic, welcome to the Seminole Wars Authority. Hi. Hello. What is this School of the Soldier? We came up with this idea to have the School of the Soldier, where the public is invited out to Fort King, and they can learn what it takes to be a soldier from the 1830s. Things like how to put up an army A-frame tent, how to make hardtack, drills, things of that nature. It's a free event to get kids out and maybe interested in history more and maybe reenacting. What we're hoping to do is just give the spectators a little taste of it. If they want to participate, we'll have certain drills that they can participate in. We will be doing artillery demonstrations and musket firing demonstrations, but those will be done by reenactors who have been trained to use the equipment. Now, you say school of the soldier. It's not an actual school with desks and blackboards and things of that nature. It's not like an actual school school, but... Yeah, it's nothing formal. It's more of living history demonstrations. This is being held at Fort King in Ocala. What is Fort King? So Fort King is a U.S. military installation from the start of the Second Seminole War. It was created to help protect the Seminole Reservation after the Treaty of Moultrie Creek as the hostilities increased in 1835. Osceola attacked the Indian agent in the fort here in Ocala, the same date as the Dade Massacre, which helped set off the Second Seminole War. So because it's the U.S. Army headquarters and because the Indian agency was here and it was such a pivotal part of the Second Seminole War, we thought we would utilize that to bring in this soldier aspect. Since so much is always focused on pioneer life of Florida, how about soldier life of Florida? You operate on the grounds of the previous Fort King from the 1800s. But only recently did you get a wooden stockade constructed to recreate that aspect of Fort King. Yes, 
In five years, we have reconstructed the fort to its exact specifications, the second fort that was built in 1837. And right now, we have a blacksmith shop that is being constructed. In- what was the value of having a blacksmith shop back in the day? Well, that's how they would have built the fort and really anything they needed. Blacksmith was a big part of pioneer and frontier life, and we found quite a couple references to blacksmiths in the documents when they were researching the land and the history of Fort King. So why are you doing it on the grounds of Fort King? You could do this anywhere, but getting to do it at an actual U.S. fort just makes it all that more special. It just helps give that realism to it. You're getting to do these drills, learning how to shoot off the musket, and in essence, kind of living the life of what it would have looked like here. Who can attend this school? Everyone's invited. It is open to the public. It is free. There's no registration or tickets involved. You can just show up. It's part of our education programming. We are very much about different types of programming here to get out different topics in the history of Fort King and Ocala. So this is just one of those topics that we like to focus on is the soldiers. We do stuff on pioneer life like cast iron cooking or pioneer demonstrations like how to make a broom or a rag rug. So this just goes along with our education programming that we do for the public. We would love to see the younger generation come out and get involved. Very recently, we've had a high school volunteer join us here on the weekend, and he has become part of our cannon crew and has gotten into reenacting. So this is a great opportunity for anyone who has thought about reenacting to come out, high school kids or younger that are very interested in history and want to get that hands-on experience. Our assumption is that it will be males who show up to do soldier stuff, but that's not necessarily the case. I'm in charge of the artillery crew. I'm the officer, and my gunnery sergeant is a soldier named Wendy Brown. (laughs) And Wendy is a middle-aged lady, but she is very well-versed in reenacting. She's been in the artillery crews for, gosh, going on 25 years herself. As long as we have a safe crew to run the gun, that's all that matters to me. I don't want anybody getting hurt on the field. And Wendy is very knowledgeable, and I, I trust her with the gun. We greatly encourage girls and women to come out and be a part of history. I know when I was growing up, women weren't in the history genre. So it's great to see more of us doing, reenacting, and being part of that. There was lots of women that pretended to be soldiers. So they are quite welcome to come out and join us with this, too. What programs are you presenting? As far as our program, we are going to have a group of ladies that will be in the camps that are going to be presenting the daily life of women who weren't soldiers. They'll be having like household uh, crafts and stuff on display for those who are interested. But not everybody's interested in artillery. They might want to see some other aspects of the time period. So we'll have something for everybody. Do these recruits need to show up in a uniform or some type of military outfit? They can come out and dress as they want. If they choose to do that, that would be make it more interesting, but yeah. we're not requiring it. This is our first time doing an event of this nature. And if we continue, then we'll start working on getting uniforms and such for folks to borrow. 
this is a kind of us to find out who's got interest in it too. If these recruits raise their hand and say, this is something I want to pursue, how do you help them? And after 40 years in the reenactment community, I can point them in the right direction where they can buy their own uniforms and so forth. We can offer training opportunities on the field piece because this is not going to be the only time we're going to bring the cannon out. What are your backgrounds doing this type of thing? I've been a reenactor for, oh my goodness. <laughs> I fired my first cannon when I was 12 years old. I'll be 60 this year, so that makes it... That makes it, well, let's just not go there. We'll say a few sunsets ago. My main interest was mostly during the American Civil War, but now that I'm in Ocala, I retired, and I volunteer out at Fort King, and starting to delve into the Seminole War era, and it's really not that much difference as far as the basic training. Where can someone find out more about this event? They can always follow our Facebook page, and we'll post more things. But there seems to be a good crowd that's interested. We could make this an event that happens a couple times a year and that they almost turn it into then a real school where people can come out and learn about the history, how to reenact the correct ways of the uniform, all those little details. This is like a pilot program to see, but it could really turn into an actual school later if there is a demand for it. What we're hoping to do, again, if we have the interest. For those who have the interest, what is the training they will receive and where will one employ it? Let me explain the training options we're going to have. The first training session is actually going to be in basic military drill, going back to the very basics of just facings and marching and formation and so forth. For safety's sake, we have wooden muskets that are inert. They don't fire. The only way you'll hurt yourself is if you drop it on your foot. We'll show them the basics of how to hold the musket properly and so forth. And then later on in the day, we're going to have an artillery session where we're going to have the mountain howitzer that the fort has here we're going to fire that one, but one of our members has a smaller six-pounder that he's actually going to bring out that we can have people handle and work the drill on that, but not actually fire the cannon for safety reasons. They'll get the experience, and then if they should decide to follow up, we have sort of a loose organization of reenactors here. We can get them going. If I was to give a name to our organization here, it's probably the 2nd Regiment United States Army Artillery F Company. And that was originally who was signed here when it was a military outpost. Where can one present after learning these skills? There are several events throughout the year. There's the Battle at Dade, which commemorates the Dade Massacre. They have Fort Cooper near Inverness, and they have a really large one down near the Okeechobee. And also, of course, our festival in the first weekend of December every year, we have a nice wide military assortment and they can come out and participate in that. And what do you present at Fort King throughout the year? What we have been doing, myself and we have another volunteer named Bill Pandress, our usual shift is Friday afternoon and we will dress out in military uniform for the day or if it's a little bit warmer, a civilian. But we do have a period presentation that we do when visitors come out and talk them through what we do out here. They even got me a dress so I can <laughs> do some pioneering acting. What restrictions do you have for the recruits? 
Uh, we would prefer over 18 to handle any weapons. I mean, if, if there's someone, say, like 16, one of the requirements of the reenacting community is they have an adult with them that is a related or a guardian. That is for safety reasons. And what are the expenses one can anticipate? To get into reenactment, your basic expense is going to be your uniform and your camping kit. There are several different companies. Locally, there's a company called Top Hat Sutlery. He sells tentage. He sells the Seminole War era uniforms, both winter and summer. He has access to getting the proper muskets for the time period. Online, there's Fall Creek Sutlery. C&B Jarnigan has them. Just a number of them. All you would look up is Seminole uniforms and the different companies would come up. Who can guide them to make the right uniform choices? That would probably be myself and the rest of our crew. A bunch of us have been doing this for decades, and we can lead them in the right direction. And uh, again, our goal is we do have a couple of uniforms here that we loan out. But if the need comes up, we'll probably be able to purchase more, just have some for folks to borrow when they come out and participate. Jim Flaherty has published a book with Seminole Wars era clothing. How useful could this be to a recruit trying to get properly outfitted? To be honest, I haven't seen that one, but it does sound like a great resource. Mm -hmm. It helps to have photographic proof, basically, or backup so you can see what the things look like. Especially if you're going to portray a Seminole warrior, the variety there is remarkable. It's just it's interesting to see what our fellows come up with when we have the event. We have a local group of Seminole ladies and men and their children all come out and dress in their whole regalia, and it looks really great, and they're just neat to talk to. I love to talk to the history about it. We also have a small little learning library here at Fort King, and when we're open on Fridays and Saturdays, anyone that is interested can come by. We have a book here on U.S. Army uniforms from that time period that they could look through and learn about and get some ideas of what they would need and what it would look like for them. Who is sponsoring or funding this event? We have the Fort King Heritage Foundation, which is our fundraising board that helps us out greatly with the different aspects like the blacksmith shop building and programming. We always accept sponsors. They're willing to help out. They feel like it's a great event they want to put their name on. Right now, it's just our foundation board that helps us out. Who came up with this idea? It was Will's idea. It was mine. In previous years, we had, with the Civil War Group, worked with the uh, Silver River Museum where they allowed us to do a 1860s School of the Soldier. We thought about it, maybe let's try and do an 1830s one, and what better place than at Fort King? It's the proper time period and so forth. The regulations and drill are not really that different because it was only a 30-year ban in history. And another reason is we just want to get done people interested and know that Fort King is here. It is a relatively new park. If we get interest in people coming out here, we can do more events and have more classes and such for the public to come to. Returning to your backgrounds in all this, tell us a little bit more. It's kind of hard to say. One of the aspects is going to sound strange. It was where I was born. I was the only Southern born in a family of Yankees. Hey, me too. <laughs> my dad worked for a Union Tank Car, and to hear my mom tell the story, I got started in New Jersey and came out in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, <laughs> because dad had to move because of the business. To finish the background is my brother-in-law was in with the Yalify Long Rifle Association, which is around Port Ritchie, I guess. And I went to an event, and that's where I fired my first cannon. There was a fellow there, and 
we camped next to him and he invited us to be on his crew. And I guess that kind of stuck with me. And then later on, when I was in high school, going into college, I found a group that did civil war reenacting and joined up. And then more recently, me and Mr. Pangress and I, rather, we founded the 14th Brooklyn, which is a New York regiment. And we brought it to Florida reenacting. So we, that's designation we go by when we fight in the civil war. He also occasionally plays our Wiley Thompson or Lieutenant Constantine when the need arises. <laughs> I, I don't have a very long participation in the battle. I'm killed within the first two minutes. <laughs> What's the difference of the training out there for an infantryman versus an artilleryman? We'll have those separate training sections. The obvious difference is the infantry is the rifleman, the foot soldier, where artillery is a team that's connected with the field piece. I think a big difference for them to learn, because I don't really think it's taught, is going to be also the difference between an enlisted soldier versus a militia, a state volunteer. That'll be probably one of the big differences that we teach that day. The act of loading and firing and then cleaning the gun between each shot gives each member an awful lot to do. The fact that someone's shooting at you is kind of secondary. On our team, on our howitzer, we have six individuals that demand the piece, and each one has very specific jobs to do, and if they don't do them right, it won't work. Our ultimate goal has been, in any artillery group I've been associated with, is that each member knows each position on the gun. With the full horse, horse or mule teams and so forth, there was generally about 10 soldiers that were assigned to one gun, between hooking it up to the wagon and so forth, so there were extras available. But to actually fire the piece, you need six. And your background, Kathleen? I have studied history my whole life. One of the first books that I read, and I'm not even exaggerating, was Shelby Foote's trilogy on the Civil War. (laughs) Because that's what was available in my house. I grew up asking my mom what all these different words were so I could learn how to read. And it was that book. My parents took me around to many different historic sites, and I just grew up loving history. So when I went to college, that's what I pursued. I have two degrees in history. I taught history for six years in Marion County, and then I got the job here at Fort King being the program coordinator. And that encompasses what? (laughs) Everything. (laughs) All the events, the programs, the volunteers. (laughs) I help put on the festival every year, the new Legends of the Fort event. If there's a new event, I'm usually the one behind it pushing it forward and getting everything together for it and making sure that it runs smoothly. And how are you getting out the word on this? Different types of marketing. We've got our Facebook. It goes out in our activity guide, um, different magazines, newspapers. As as much as we can spread it around, we are. You saw it on our reenactors page, so we're trying to get it out there. Where did you get this name, School of the Soldier? Now, we got the title School of the Soldier from the Army Manual from the time period, and the first few chapters are School of the Soldier. It's going to be the very, very basics. And when I mean we're taking it to the basics, we're taking it where we line the fellows up as if they were brand-new recruits, explain the facings and everything before they're even allowed to touch a wooden musket. they got to know their left foot from their right foot, which was kind of a problem back in the 1800s. (laughs) 
that's where you, I don't know if you've ever heard the term straw foot, but if they found a soul that could not tell the left from right, they would take a piece of straw and put it in the laces of one of his boots. And instead of counting off the paces, it was straw foot, straw foot, you know, to mark off the cadence. And that was also considered an insult if you called the soldier straw foot. That was kind of like following a Marine Gomer pile. <laughs> it's not going to be hardcore. It's going to be very... Like you said, very basic, pretty much taking it as if everyone that shows up has no idea about soldiering or any of that. The instruction of the drill sergeant will be to give the flavor of it, the party's indoctrination. We're not going to insult anybody, but we're going to, whoever does the drill sergeant part will probably get loud. But it'll be part of the atmosphere. It won't be in your face loud. No. It won't be like what you see on the TV shows and movies. Nobody will be required to do push-ups. Our main goal is to just pretty much give the instruction as it would have been given to the soldiers of the time period. We want to make it realistic, but at the same time, fun. We want people to enjoy it, to come back, to want to get involved more in reenacting and history of the Seminole War. Or even just come simply volunteer at the park. We always welcome new volunteers. Besides the recruit training, what else will be presented? In addition, there's going to be side classes and demonstrations that will fill in for the rest of the day. Yeah, so like we'll have hardtack, we'll have cooking demonstrations, we have the women's camp. So there's a little bit of everything going on with it. We'll leave it there. The date for this event again is Saturday, April 15th, from 10 in the morning to 3. All ages are welcome and it's free. Find out more, use this keyword in your favorite search engine, Fort King School of the Soldier. Kathleen and Will... Thanks for joining us for the Seminole Wars Authority. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. This podcast is copyright 2023. The Seminole Wars Foundation. All rights reserved. Find us on the web at seminolewars.podbean.com or seminolewars.us. Front and back bumper music courtesy of the U.S. Navy Band.